matchless, miraculous, exalted name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. This morning we'll be in Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 1. O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you? Who has cast a spell on you? That ye should not obey the truth. I want to, for a few moments, preach around the subject hypnotized and helpless hypnotized and helpless and I want to say that there are some of you that are sitting here this morning that are under hypnosis and the problem is you don't even know Hypnotists are able to place people under a trance by waving an instrument from side to side in front of their eyes. And they're always instructing you in the process to keep your eyes and follow the instrument. And once a person has been hypnotized and under the power of a spell, they unconsciously follow the instructions of the hypnotist without even knowing what's going on. And spiritually, Satan moves to bring God's people under a trance. That is, Satan uses the instrument of our flesh, the instrument of our futuristic dreams, the instrument of our feelings, the instrument of damaged finances, the instrument of a focus that's predicated on gratification and not glorification. That we are under hypnosis. And the Bible calls this hypnosis blindness. That we can be in the church for years and still not And the problem is that Satan's war against the body of Christ is first to divert truth. The one thing the devil wants is to engineer truth out of your life. So these churches have pastors in the pulpit who want to entertain and talk about prosperity and talk about supernatural healing and all that and not concentrate on truth. Yeah. 
people want to come to church and have a good feeling and go back home and ignore their condition. And the fact of the matter is, is that not only does Satan wants to divert truth, but he wants to disturb us through our trials. He wants to dislodge us, disrupt us from transformation and discourage us in trusting Jesus Christ. That um, Satan, who is subtle and strategic, Lord have mercy, wants to bring you and I to a state of being and, and and all through the Bible God's people at some juncture could not see what God was doing I remember uh, Elijah and Elisha amen that Elisha's servant in the Old Testament couldn't see and Elijah Elisha was sitting there just as cool and calm and collected and his servant said master don't you see the enemy coming over the hills? Thousands. It's, it's hundreds of thousands of them, and they're going to kill us. And Elisha looked at his servant and looked up and said, Lord, open his eyes. And the Lord opened his eyes, and he saw millions of angels with their swords drawn. I'm preaching already. That, that, that until you and I can see truth, we have no hope of change. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and when you look at this epistle to the churches, plural, at Galatia, this out of this comes the great uh, Magna Charta of Justification by Faith where Martin Luther, during the 1500s, amen, nailed 95 theses on a, a door in Germany and uh, declared that we are justified by faith alone and nothing else. No works, yeah, no gimmicks, no gymnastics, that we are saved by grace, love we don't deserve through faith, and nothing else. Can I get a witness? We are sanctified by grace through faith and nothing else. Oh, I'm preaching now, God. Can I get a witness? Amen. And it has nothing to do with my diet. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I stop eating meats, it doesn't make me more spiritual. Uh, can I get a witness? It has nothing to do with my exercise regimen. It had, I'm preaching now. It has nothing to do with what month I was born. Amen. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody need to talk about this stuff. It has nothing to do with my long-standing attendance record at church. It has, 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 has nothing to do with what you and I think of ourselves, that God did it all without you. Can I, get a, can I get a witness? Jesus finished the work at the cross. Can I get a witness? He did everything we need to go, listen, go, go, go through the doors of heaven uh, shouting and go boldly through the doors. We, 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 nobody's going to slip into heaven. You either going through the doors boldly or you're not going in at all because we're going in on his righteousness. I wish I had a witness. Can I get a witness? And, and, child, and child of God, it's here that Paul deals with this battle of the believer. And I want to talk about this battle. It's on three fronts. And we're in this series on spiritual warfare. And this, this battle has to do, all of it has to do with truth. Amen. A faith that's anchored in truth. And so many people have what they call faith that's not faith at all. My God, 
and, and then a freedom that is accompanied, listen to this, by transformation. That if you have not been transformed, you're not free. Yeah. And then, and then, and then finally, a, a fruitfulness, a fruit-bearing life that is associated with triumph. That when we begin to look at um, the text here in, in Galatians chapter 3, notice the language he uses in the first verse. He says, O Galatians, and he calls them foolish Galatians. You're in a, you're in a status of being a fool. One that is void of understanding. Who was it that came along and cast a spell on him? The context is the gospel of grace versus the gospel of works. Uh, you cannot start out in the spirit and end up in the flesh. Can I get a witness? That, 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 that is, he's dealing with this matter of the context is that a, a, a man that who was it that cast the whammy on you that you would not obey truth? Someone asked when I took philosophy 101 in college, what is truth? And the philosophers had a whole lot of answers. But Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Can I get a witness? Look at, these, look at these three battles that we are etched in. And then there's a transition from chapter 3. And I want to turn to chapter 5, verse 1. Because in chapter 5, verse 1, verse one it says, Stand, therefore. Therefore goes back to the fact that there is, contextually, an allegory in chapter 4 that speaks of two sons, son of bondage and the free, the son of the free woman, the son of the bond woman, the son, the servant, the promise, the works, Ishmael and Isaac. There is, a, there is, a, there, there is an allegory used in chapter 4 to substantiate the application in chapter 5. Therefore, because you and I are of the free and not the bond, because we are of the promise and not of the works, hang in there with me, he says, you order and I order, chapter 5, verse 1, do what? Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ have made us free. Now, contextually, first 12 verses tends to deal with the entanglement and the interference of circumcision Big argument in, in, in big argument in Acts chapter 15 when they all went to Jerusalem around the council to talk about this matter of is being saved by grace through faith enough? Don't we need to be circumcised? The Abrahamic covenant and the answer was no. That we don't need to add anything, any dimension to our faith. I'm preaching that. For me to be saved, I don't need to speak in a tongue. For me to be saved, I don't need to spit at the mouth. I don't need to, yeah, I don't need to repeat your crusade. A amen. And, 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 and let me stop, pause, and park, because there are people that watch this on TV that are dead wrong. 
to be saved, I don't need to be baptized. I, I, once I'm saved, I'm baptized by the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Can I get a witness? Which is different from water baptism. Water baptism is just an outward sign of an inward change. And see, one of the reasons I believe that Calvary took place, God did something at Calvary to defy all these doctrines. Uh, that thief on the cross, amen, that said, Lord, I, I believe who you are. You're the son of God. And when you come into your kingdom, remember me. He didn't get baptized because there was no water in the air. He didn't speak in tongues because he was dying. And he had to hurry up and get out in his language what he was saying. Can I get it? He didn't belong to an auxiliary. He, he didn't participate in Women's Day, Men's Day. Can I get a witness? He, he wasn't in no fleshly ministry. He could not sing. He could not play instruments. He did know. I'm preaching now. He, uh, all he said was, Lord, remember me. So you can take your denomination and shove it back into your traditional books and let's hear what the Bible has to say. Whether you Pentecostal, whether you Baptist, whether you Methodist, whether you Catholic, whether you Apostolic, whether you don't know what you are, all you need is Jesus and Jesus alone. We, we have to, we have to fight for a faith that's anchored by truth. You know, we got a large church and we've taken people from all kinds of denominations. And I see, see, listen, you know, Pastor, I study people. I sit there and study them. I don't say nothing. I, in college, I even read a book on body language. And I know body language. You know, when I, when I you know, I, I can see some of y'all go like this, you're sitting there, then all of a sudden you start going like this. And and and, and it ain't cold in here. You know what this means? Stay out. My life ain't none of your business. Oh, I can, how many of y'all got your arms folded right now? <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Or if you passive aggressive, you don't get angry, you get even. You always smiling. So I said, will you please pick up that piece of paper? And, and the way you get back is by procrastinating. I do it in my own time. Oh, I'm preaching now. Some people got a problem with authority. They had a problem with it. They, they didn't just start here at St. Matthews. You had it with your daddy, your mommy, your husband, your wife. You got a problem with authority. And I don't care who giving the authority. You, you got a problem with it. Can I get a witness? So, so child of God, it's in this context that we got to examine the quality of our faith. See, that's, that's why the book of James brought this out. You don't need to turn. James talked about three types of faith. He said faith without works is dead. Dead faith. Dead faith says I believe but ain't no workings in my life to substantiate what I believe. 
Everybody that met Jesus went out a, a changed person. Oh, I'm preaching now. If you measure your faith against truth, not what you think faith is. Because what we think faith is, is not. Can I get a witness? Faith to us is a convenient vehicle to say we believe. But if you say you have faith in your life and it's not measured by truth, Lord have mercy. He, he talks about faith without works is dead. Then he talks about demonic faith. He said the demons believe. Lord, and they tremble. The demons out of hell. Satan believes that Jesus is the Christ. Satan believes that Jesus died on the cross. And Satan knows he's the son of God. There's dead faith, demonic faith, but then there's the 